Oh, that means we've gone live. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. And uh, welcome to yet another weekly episode of Let's Join Out in our new home. And actually, we've been here a little while now. We still need to do some decorating, as in some of the pictures and things. But you're on this channel, Let's Join Out. And thanks to our regulars who are already in the chat room. We've got everyone from the Dazzle, Zero FPV, Striker, Guinness, or the, sup, the Guinness. Sup, sup. Yeah, hello, everyone. We are going to be joined shortly by. NJ Tech, but uh, he's just running a little late, so he will be joining shortly. But we are joined by Tony. Hello, Tony. Bonjour. Bonjour. How you doing? Actually, <laughs> I think, really I out think, in a bit, shouldn't we? <laughs> I've been better, but yeah. <laughs> well, you're in good spirits. You're smiling and laughing, and hopefully that doesn't hurt. Um, for those that don't know, and probably nobody does, Tony had a little intimate moment with something that was flying through the air. Um, and that's what prompted this uh, idea behind the show, because it's the start of the drone season, obviously, and many, many more people are getting into racing and flying these things, and so more and more we feel that we should do the public service broadcasting episodes where we talk about the bad things and how not to do them, and talk about the good things that people do that mitigate the bad things or the risk of Indeed. the bad things. So, yeah. I mean, I've, we've all, I guess we've all made silly mistakes, schoolboy errors and stuff like that. And sometimes when you're dealing with these things, they get quite nasty. Um, I've had one prop cut from when they spun up and the rest of my prop cuts are when I'm trying to tighten my props on. Cut my fingers out holding the prop. <laughs> that happens all the time. I mean, have you had any prop cuts prior to this one? Which we'll cover. Um, no, no, yeah, I've never had an, um, I've never had anything. Um, what the hell was that? I've never had any. You know that? <laughs> I've never had any prop cuts, as in, um, you know, when you power on the laptop and all that. I've always taken my props off, and I've never had any um, startups or, or whatever on my quad or anything like that. So I've been, yeah, it's been fine. I mean, mine was about four years in, and I had my first one. How, and it was, what happened? Well, okay, I was flying my quad around, and I had been flying it a lot, but obviously my, my skills were getting better, and I was being more daring, and I was crashing it a lot more, uh, power looping trees and everything. And it was on one of the SPF uh, boards, the uh, Seriously Pro Racing F3 boards, that yep. don't crash well anyway. And uh, it was just being a, bit, a little bit weird. It wouldn't necessarily arm. So I went home and I tried to just, you know, see if it would, the switches were working and everything like that. I just hooked it up to the computer, no battery. Um, and then I was, th I think it, it was something like throttle calibration. I did something or other. And it was only once I disconnected from the computer and actually armed it, it spun up in front of my head. Like I was sat at the desk and it spun up right in front of me. Ninja-like reflexes. I did catch it. Scary. But I did slice one of the top of my fingers almost clean off. So it was a big oh. flap of Yeah. I know. Sorry. But uh, I'm bandaged, kept it on. A couple of weeks was annoying, but it was fine. And I think there's a scar, but I was lucky because it was right next to my face. You know, I was sat mm. at my desk. And ever since then, I've been extra careful. Because like, like you said, when you hook them up to the PCs, anything can happen if you've got your props on and battery connector. Yeah, that's it. Always, always take your props off. But that was my own fault. That was something that I did, and I guess I had learned from the mistake. But the truth be known is that it'd be easier not to learn from mistakes. Um, it would be. Yeah. So, come on, Tony. Fill us in on the glory details. You don't have um, to name aware or anything, but... Oh, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. That's fair it's not fair. It's not fair, and it was a freak accident, but... Um, Went flying with mates uh, Saturday, I think it was Saturday afternoon, and um, yeah, just like uh, some new guys come up, uh, younger than us, so they're just like eager to fly. And you know how it is, you crash out while you're racing, and you just want to get up and get your quad and start flying again. And one of the guys ran on without saying anything while I was flying, and I happened to see him, and I just dumped my quad into the ground. And As you do, said, yeah said look you need to call if you're going on track at least um so that was that was that and then um i said i'm going on track to pick my quad up um went to pick my quad up from the track and uh, got 
smashed in the face with a quad, <laughs> basically, which was not fun. Um, I mean, five S, five S into my chin oh, with ow. a GoPro on. Um, I pretty much wrecked his pod on top of his uh, quad with my jaw. So I know I haven't got a glass jaw. <laughs> so I should have been a boxer. <laughs> um, had five stitches. Um, when it happened, um, one of my mates come running over, and he was really, really good. Um, called the ambulance and everything because there was blood, and he took his t-shirt off, and I was just holding my chin because I thought my I thought it was broke. I thought I had no teeth. I was too scared to move my tongue around. I was dazed. I felt sick. Um, yeah. It was it was just awful, just one of them awful things that you never want to happen, and it happened. And I was like, "Shit, I've oh, sorry for saying." I thought, you know, something's happened. I've got no teeth, or you know, something's happened. It's hit my jaw. I was in so much pain. It seemed like ages that the ambulance got there, and they actually got there in like ten minutes, which was really good. And Ended up going to Tooting Hospital where they had that 24 hours in A&E, so they were trying to film me, and I was like, I can't speak. So I was like, no, do you want to be filmed? I was texting, no, go away. I don't want bad drone noise, you know, yeah. bad drone news, because you know what? They would have had a field day with it, so. You would have. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had five stitches and come home that night, and it's been um, not a nice week for eating or drinking. <laughs> No, um, I've had the stitches out today, so I feel a little bit better. But it's all like itchy and stuff. But it still hurts when I open my mouth quite wide. But you know, I just think, like, sorry, it hit your face, didn't it? And it hit my chin, just dead on there. Can you give us a close up. I mean, can you give us a close up? I don't, I don't think you can see it. I mean, it's I, I've actually um, healed quite well. Actually, the beard may have protected a little. That's why I'm growing mine, in case I get any uh, pop strikes to the face. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the extra layer of protection cushioning. Well, yeah. I'm all, I've got a massive bruise here. And, wow. I don't, know if it bounce, I don't know if it bounced off my chin or I got struck by two. I'm not, we're well, not it's sure probably likely that. that it hit your face. And, you know, if you hit a tree on one arm, the quad naturally wants to spin. So it probably spun mm. into your chest then. So. Yeah. I'm, I still class myself as bloody lucky because if it had been up here, I would have had probably been blind. If it had yeah. been around this area, I would have definitely had a smashed up nose and no teeth. But down here, I mean, my cut was deep enough to maybe cut right into my throat. Well, that's it. If it goes on the side of the neck or anything like that, then... I, I was just lucky. Like It hit this bony bit. I mean, I, I honestly thought it was broken when I went to... A&E and had the x-rays, um, they said, no, you're fine, you haven't broke it. I was like, thank God for that. And then I could, I'd slowly got more confident to move my tongue around. And I was like, okay, I've got my teeth, are still in my head, thank God. So, yeah, it was just um, one of them things. But, um, yeah, so this is what kind of made, we talked earlier to talk about safety and now you never think it's going to happen to you. and you know, this um, it was a 5S quad as well. It ran straight into me. It was probably doing about 50 at least. How how I didn't break anything, I don't know. You know, you can I always like... Break his quad, can, though. You have the injury. You're allowed to say whatever speed. It must have been doing 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's easily 80. Well, these days on 5, 5S, you're looking at least... 70 to 80 aren't you so yeah it was um it was just a was he trying to aim through a gate or yeah he come up i think he come up through a gate and i was picking my quad up because i said i'm going on track he probably mm. obviously didn't hear or didn't look because he obviously put his goggles on and flew because he took off and flew and then flew into me so I guess it wasn't as know. if he was going around and around, but it was just an accident. I, I, he was just as worried as I was. I you shook know, his hand and was like, don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. And he was a nice bloke. That's good. Well, we won't, we're not going to name names, but no, I was no, just going to no. say, that sometimes when people shout out, or like, 
it comes from my you know plane flying days you'd always shout taking off landing dead stick anything like that um mm. but the trouble is not everyone shouts very loudly and perhaps when people are in fpv and sometimes people even have uh microphones in, or headphones in to you know get the, yeah. the audio signal. so there's a lot of things that it may easily get a lot lost if they're deaf in one ear then whatever and i yeah, think what people should have for race events or something then um is you know those air horns just to signify that there is a danger on the track or something because regardless of what you're listening to you'd hear a noise like that over someone's shouting going onto the track yeah. which people may not so i know what it's like it's like you re you just if you crash out and others are flying you just want to go out and get your quad and get back up in the air um yeah. where where we race we, we've got a news that we're just after this has happened we've all talked and said look if you crash out um that's it you 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 stay down you don't go out and get your quad you wait until everyone's crashed or finished their flying and, and that's just the new rules because it's not worth it this could have been a hell of a lot worse i mean i'm just glad it hit me where it did hit me i mean at organized been. events you pretty much wait until the end of the race don't you so yeah well you have to yeah, yeah definitely but i'm trying to sort of tell people to be careful when you're flying with your mates because you lose that you know, we've been flying with them so long, oh, they know I'm out there, you know, but it's just, it's just not worth, worth it. It's, you know, like, we, we've had someone in our group that we've called uh, Loose Cannon. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've referred to him before, if you're out there. Andy, big thumbs up, man. <laughs> we love you. Um, Self-appointed Loose Cannon name. And I guess it... Not everyone will pull each other up in a club or even just a Facebook group, you know, not even a club where there's a, a level of authority and a chain of command in, in that sense. Mm. But even when people are just collecting each other together, um, I think it's important that people say something. It doesn't have to be much. If, if somebody acts or does something that is entirely questionable. I mean, I was flying with a, someone who's a very good pilot, and don't get me wrong, this is this is just even he says he, this was a rarity but flying line of sight he brought it back um but he brought it back to height level literally inches away from his face um and i, I was only a, a foot or two away as well and i said whoa what are you doing and i i, I put him up and I, I actually felt a little bit bad about it but i was hoping at the same time uh, same time that just raising that concern may make people be more mindful and it's not about policing people it's about Having a, a an awareness for safety and and respect for that these things can, you know, cause serious harm if not death. So, I, mean, I, be I believe that you could die from a drone strike. I mean, if it, it maybe if it hit me in the head, I could have, you know, got well, a Yeah, I mean, there's many things that definitely, um, especially the speed they travel at now. I mean, it probably wasn't going full whack, but you know, it was fast enough. When you consider how many people are racing now at weekends, though, and how many more are up there, I think um, it can be done extremely safely, um, all things considered. Um, and now, I, I guess that's the, the question is, um, A, we'll open up to the chat room, everyone that's in there. Um, do you speak to people if they're in your club or wherever you fly with your groups if they do something stupid? Are you one of the ones that likes to be a bit more wild and reckless? Um, have you had any get in there uh chris has joined us in the chat a little while ago and mr thrust hello sir hello uh, mr welcome. thrust looking forward to seeing you at the mini air show the, the scottish lads who come down to the mini air show yeah which is coming up in less than a month i was hoping to get one of the guys on or at least some updates to i think registration is due out this week if it's not open already um and i think the tickets will be going up soon so if you haven't bought them already get over to miniairshow.co.uk and buy your tickets I'm so looking forward to going to that. <laughs> Just camping somewhere and flying and then waking up, having coffee and probably poached eggs. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do some vegan ones. <laughs> I don't need vegan, but I don't know if they exist. I'll be fine. I'll bring my own food. <laughs> well, actually, no, you don't need to, actually, because the scouts are going to be putting on a smorgasbord of delights and tasty treats, including, I think, vegan stuff. Really? So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll make sure. I know. I know. There's at least vegetarian, but there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do vegans. Even if they just went and bought the vegan uh, variety of the corn stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Linda Linda McCartney sausages. You know, they do burgers and all that, so it'd be all good. Yeah. Have you got your ticket, yet, Tony? 
Uh, no. <laughs> but I know, yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I'll get one all right. I'm going to go and help out on Friday, so I'm going to be helping putting stuff together on the Friday down there, so I'm pretty sure um, I'll be fine to get a ticket. I think they are still looking for uh, volunteers as well, so if you don't want to buy a ticket, I'm sure they'll probably, if you help them out enough, they'll let you on uh, and you can enjoy a relatively free weekend. There's still camping and stuff to people. By other people, yeah, but it's, it's all good. I was in a hammock last year between really? my yeah between Martin Fossil Stuff boss's van and my van. Um, we had both the um, roof racks on, and I slept between the vans. <laughs> You're probably sure enough cool. get in one of those roof boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could. I'm wearing a little pen. Nice. That, <laughs> nice. that reminds me, I'm going to have to get a um, a small tent. I've got quite a big tent, which is takes too long to set up but yeah i'm gonna get a little two-man tent for this year yeah my little uh orange one that's made it down that sort of neck of the woods a few times has uh already helped out but actually, that's the thing actually um who goes camping in fpv and like i've always thought that you need at least a three-man tent to go camping for one person with fpv stuff because you want to put all your stuff inside the tent and it's important if you're having anything like that and you're not actually having a car to store stuff in to have water uh, repelling things, uh, or rather a double skin on the tent. I know a lot of people have camped down there last year, got wet backs, wet equipment, which also then is a safety concern as we bring it back to safety. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. No, yes, um, be safe out there, people. Yeah, so um, fossil stuff. He wasn't flying a fossil stuff frame, I'm guessing. This, uh, no. Um, it'd be yeah. ironic if you got smashed by a fossil stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit weird, wouldn't it? No, he wasn't. Um, well, yeah, uh, you know, fossil stuff is our main sponsor at the moment, providing us with the much-needed cash to keep us running. So, thank you, to Martin and uh, fossil stuff. I believe they're going to be uh, down at the miniature air show uh, this year with Martin there and uh, Co. Yeah, um, so, I think I don't know if all the whole crew are going or not, but quite a lot of us there. I'm going to be there. I'm going. Bradders, I think. I don't know if JB's there this year. I think he's away. Um, I think most of us are going. It's going. So, so yeah, you're going to have to do Team Fossil then? Like, I think we've got a team together. I think we are going to do a Team Fossil. I don't know who's going to be piloting yet. Um, definitely Smokey because he's our main guy at the moment. He goes to um, every event. Um, possible um I haven't, I haven't done any event proper events yet this year uh so yeah definitely smoky i think it might be me bradders and uh, someone else I'm not sure but i am i'm looking forward to it i mean even just i don't even care about coming first second third last I, I really don't care the whole atmosphere of that weekend last year was like after the day's flying and then sitting around the campfire with all your mates was just so good yeah and so that's the bit i love and then all the you know we had all the night planes flying while we were having a beer and sitting around a fire is wicked yes. and then all your mates who come down and it's just brilliant i love it <laughs> it is it is well i mean the first year i didn't camp i just went down for the day the last year it was camping and i didn't actually stay on site i actually stayed off site no uh, you've got to, you've got to camp that's the whole fpv now, thing i mean i've camped enough at hidden valley and i'll tell you one thing i always have such a good night sleep there i think it's the fresh air or the running around after quite a weekend <laughs> i've worn myself out and that <laughs> Yeah. So Mr. Thrust is uh, hoping you're going to have everything ready for him, uh, Tony, or them when they come down. Yeah, well, we get it, we get it all ready for Mr. Thrust. Yeah. I met him at um, the first ever nationals um, two years ago. Uh, there was a group of group of Scottish lads, and um, they'd got in, and I I'd got in, and I went up with Jack and uh, Radio C guys, and they were just good enough to take me under their wing. Was that the year I was there? Yeah, you were. I think you were, yeah. you were running a streaming. Yeah, that's it. So I sat with them with their guys, and they they took me under their wing and um, helped me out with stuff and let me sit with them and stuff. So I wasn't on my own because I didn't really know anyone then. So yeah, a year and a half ago. Wow, it's weird. It's, weird. it's like um, that was the first ever one, and that's 
and you know it seems to have grown so much hey nj hey man how you doing sorry i'm late <laughs> don't worry welcome nj good to have you on the show yeah good to be here it's been a few weeks i know it has what have you been where have you been what have you been up to um, i went yeah i went on holiday with the missus to uh, morocco for a little bit of a break um a little bit well yeah i like it was nice i'd, I'd say the weather was probably the best bit really uh beautiful blue skies no drone with me unfortunately i've heard too many horror stories about people getting drones confiscated going into morocco and what have you so um i thought i'd better not risk it um so i didn't didn't do any droning for a for a sort of six days but yeah well, i think since you've last been on the show i've been flying race fight um and yeah I've, have you been getting on yeah you know what i i, I figured I'd try it because I had a new build and I thought, well, I've, I've loved Kiss and I'll move on to, I'll try Race Flight since everyone's raving about it. And I was suitably impressed. Straight Good. out of the box. Suitably impressed. Very, very reserved, Jay. <laughs> well, it's early days. Uh, and there were a couple of, I, everyone was saying, oh, the wizard's so easy, but I managed to skip the step where you put it on its nose to set the orientation of the board. And it wouldn't oh, let yes. me continue. I had to go back to the very start again and do the whole lot again. So, I, I appreciate it, uh, Beta. So actually, I'm very impressed with what it's capable of doing. And how how was it? How was the tune out of the box? I haven't adjusted it since. <laughs> Good. So so you felt it was decent. Did you set the rates to where you want them and just sort of leave the tune no, I mean, where it was? The rates are just a little low at the moment. So uh, each time I go out flying, I've been meaning to change it. From so the you haven't yet. touched anything, have you? Just say it. So you've done nothing. No, I haven't touched a single <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wanted to give it a proper run for its money. A, how would it? How well was it on tune? Considering it's different aircraft, different motors, and everything, and uh, the rates. So. Yeah, it's amazing that's... that they can do that, isn't it? That everyone's got a different frame, and they can set it so it works pretty much out of the box on everyone's. Yeah, it's all it's all a very very clever trick of filtering mainly i think is what they're doing um uh, and uh, the the most impressive thing i've seen in the last jump from rc i think it was nine to 12 or whatever it was was the ability to switch to from 4s to 5s without having to retune either and that was that was kind of the one that impressed me the most because normally when you you know you start to a higher voltage you're going to get oscillation and you have to start lowering your pids and on the earlier release candidates i did have to lower my pids to get 5s to work and on rc9 i think it was uh, or 12 one of the later two uh i i went to 5s on exactly the same tune and it was great um and it didn't need it didn't have any of the kind of typical problems you have with going up on voltage so yeah they're doing some some clever dynamic stuff and um yeah, it's, it's good to see it all developing nicely. And interestingly, I don't know who else caught this or whether you've noticed or mentioned it at all, but Johnny FPV has just released a I'm Back video well, not that long ago, and, and he's now jumped over to Race Flight as well. <laughs> and I those new Emacs white motors as well, the 2400 KV ones, which I've got a set coming to check out. But um, I was going to say if you'd got them yet or not. Tonight. No, they, I haven't got. I'm a bit disappointed. I haven't had those turn up yet, but I have got a nice set of those new Cobras to try out um, and do some do a review on. Uh, those twenty two oh seven twenty four fifty kV, which I think are the ones you're running as well, Jay. Right? Yeah, I love them. I absolutely love them. They're yeah. just so smooth and, and quiet. So it means you're putting them on a stretched X. Um, well, the stretched. The stretch X is not with me yet. It should have been. Unfortunately, the motors have turned up first, and I hear that that's been delayed. So I may just buckle to temptation and put those on my regular Beast X, uh, and that will give me a good direct comparison with the ZMX uh, 2206 2300 KVs, which were the ones that I've been running uh, the most uh, and I like a lot. But they, I mean, they're not without issue, but they they are great motors. So I may swap those in just so I can try these Cobras out. I mean, a quick look at them, I'd say they're, they're kind of typical Cobra builds. They've got the annoying C-clips, and um, they haven't got the uh, hollow shaft, which was an interesting move, because I think more and more people are kind of seeing the light of the hollow shaft thing, but I don't know what kind of hardened steel they're using, so they may be 
plenty durable. Um, uh, one slight warning though, NJ, I, on one of my motors, you don't have to require too much uh, strength to strip the motor attaching screws. So just be careful you don't over tighten them. I'll probably use something like tuck block tight instead. So you, you, what did you strip? The nut or the or the thread? Thread. The thread. Really on the shaft? Uh, yeah, well, onto the uh, bottom of the motor, the mounting. Yeah. Right. See that. So on a blade, just be a little bit careful. You don't. I mean, it, they're quite the M three or so, uh, and you don't require much force. I, that's one one fault I found, but otherwise I'm very happy. And to be honest, three screws in is fine for me. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not with you. I thought you meant the actual top nut that was being on no, the no, uh, tightened no. down on the prop. So you mean the actual motor, uh, the bolts in the bottom you've stripped. Which is not uncommon for some of these. Don't know your own strengths, Jay. That's your problem. I know. Yeah, it's this vegetarian yeah, you, diet. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to talk them down too much. But yeah, they look. They, they look like the hand. Uh, they're hand wrapped as well. Those those uh, those windings. They look like they're a proper hand built motor. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll I'll get stuck in with them. I've heard lots of good things. So. Well, you see, I guess there's a mark of what what uh, tech is quite good at the moment. Race flight sold out everywhere. Uh, initially, the, the Cobra 2207 motors are sold out everywhere, and at least UK wise, um, I had to get mine from Germany, which took a oh, week. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Well, mine have come all the way from Israel, courtesy of Ready Eddie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy to uh, to be trying those out. Sorry, I just noticed something in the chat. NJ, do you have Insta? Um, I have a personal incident on NJ Tech Insta, but I was literally thinking about that just the other day. So I will start an NJ Tech Insta so that I can, uh, you know, make quads look beautiful with filters or whatever else I happen to capture. <laughs> and taking pictures in a field on a tree trunk and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all about setting, isn't it, actually? Yeah, yeah, well, the weather's getting better now. So there is a, a, quite a uh, well known, at least in the south, uh, quad photographer uh michael the light whisperer and uh you can often see him at uh, events in the south laying down in front of the grass in front of the quads getting the most unique angles and absolutely stunning photographs so if yeah, you ever he did a few for me he's awesome yeah, yeah. He's really if you ever see a man laying down in front of your quad just leaving me for a while you get a good photo um but that's what you need to be starting to do and i want to see that in you uh, nj when you're photograph photography <laughs> yeah, I like a good, I like a good thumbnail. That's what they're normally for. They're just photos for thumbnails, most of my YouTube videos. <laughs> so, other um, new products, you know, like um, we've had quite a few new, new products uh, announced. There's mm -hmm. another Phantom Four with the DJI stuff. A little bit of news. Oh, we um, can't get through an episode without talking about DJI, can we? I know, I know, but it's kind of the news, and we just have to cover it off. So that's true. It's very we're going to wrap you to a Phantom one day and send you up. Maybe how many Phantoms do we need to carry up, NJ? Hey, I've got some old DJI gear. That's fine. Or, um, you know. What about the Spark? There's a rumors of the Spark. Have you seen that, Jay? No, I haven't. No, no. DJI. It's a, yeah, it's a DJI. Put a pattern in for the name Spark, and apparently, I've seen a. It could be a new DJ. It's smaller than the Mavic, two-axis gimbal, and it's like a it's tiny. Ooh, that sounds interesting. But it's wow. called Spark. Whether yeah. it's true or not, I don't know. But they be very interesting. Name. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just putting something in that area where people can't quite justify stretching to the Mavic, even though they may lust after one. Well, um, yeah, yeah, maybe I should. Well, I, other other news today. Apple have snapped up the exclusive rights for you. May have seen this. It looks like a book that folds out and it's a selfie drone. Oh, really? They've snapped up exclusive rights to sell it in the Apple Store. So it seems that some of the large companies now are pushing their name behind. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, Banggood did a few actually. Uh, I just thought them a bit too ridiculous to to review one myself. But I was sent a few links of some very interesting. They were more looking like kind of mobile phone size little flat things that you put in your pocket and then the arms fold out and it'll yeah. sit in front. Yeah. I love the way people have got shots of it, like taking pictures of them in the pub and like really inconspicuous places to start hovering. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't see was that it? happening. There was one of the recent Kickstarter drones that essentially, I, I can't remember which one it was, maybe the Lily or something? There were quite a few of them actually, not just the Lily. Lily died, didn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, quite yeah, a few yeah. actually used not GoPro footage to advertise the footage you'd get from it. Oh, that's a bit rude. Well, they knew that they'd get 640 by 480 or at best 
seven uh, seven twenty for the CMOS and rubbish. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. The other the other exciting thing that turned up while I was away was the new Fat Shark Commander goggles. Not Fat Shark. Wow, I've just made a terrible Whoa. mistake. Freudian slip. Sorry, they're not Fat Sharks. They're, they're actually very much not like Fat Sharks at all. Sorry, the Aeonway Commander <laughs> V1 goggles. Sorry, Aeonway. Um, yeah, they're very, very interesting. I've, I've managed to like literally do one session with them, and they're 16 by 9, which I thought initially I would hate, but actually I don't. Um, even though stretching a 4 by 3 that way is a little bit of a weird thing. Um, they're, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, quite impressed with what I'm seeing for the cash, and the diversity on them is excellent. Uh, yeah, that was the most amazing thing. You know, you know, in Showcot, you know, anyone that's seen my flight videos, you see where I fly in Showcot and the areas I tend to stick to and avoid. And I was able to get right behind the treed area um, using combination of a uh, um, a patch antenna and uh, actually it was one of the Aeon Way circular polarized antennas, and then the Menace RC patch, which uh, I you know, sing the praises of all the time. And with those two, I was right behind the trees, no problems at all, just the occasional little flicker. So great diversity, light, built-in fan, DVR, HDMI, side-by-side -side 3D, and like 270 quid. Um, very, very impressed with these. Well, What's from the what software I'm like on them? As in, does it remember your last channel that you were using? Or Yeah, no problem with that. It's got an auto scan um, built in, which is obviously brilliant. It's got all the main, uh, I think it's 40 channels. It may be slightly more than that. Uh, SD card to pop in the top, which is a little bit easier to get to than poking in the middle of the Fat Shark ones. It just mounts straight on the top yeah. for, for uh, yeah. playback and, and what have you. Um, they're a slightly different shape. They're slightly, uh, whereas the fat sharks tend to have a really quite aggressive arc to them, these kind of come out a little flatter, but they've got some really thick bits of foam. So they kind of solve the problem of people with narrow faces, which I think I fall under the category of. Um, and uh, yeah, they seem to fit my sort of slightly narrow head <laughs> quite well, the way the fat sharks do, but they'll also accommodate someone with a slightly wider face and larger IPD. It has IPD adjustment, by the way. Um, but yeah, there's no um, blurring on the screens that I can see, um, which is really nice. No kind of distortion on the edges being a wide screen in there. And they have um, inserts for the standard Fat Shark. Um, diopters. Diopters, exactly, which is a really clever touch, I think. If I you can diopters, they'll go straight in. Would they be available? But <laughs> yeah, so they, they've thought of everything, and that's basically about hundred quid cheaper than its kind of direct competitor, which is the uh, sixteen by nine uh, V threes by Fat Shark. Um, and yeah, hundred quid cheaper, diversity built in. Um, don't have to go out and buy a diversity modules. So that's very. I think they're going to be a very compelling product. People need Is to know it? what you were buying before. <laughs> oh right, so before everyone, yeah. People always guessing my goggles and guessing wrong. I have my uh, Fat Shark Attitudes, and they are the V1s. So they were the first ever Attitude that Fat Shark put out. I've repaired them about three times, including fixing a broken ribbon cable. Um, they've, yeah, they've been br absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I've, I then modded the faceplate to fit on the front because the separate faceplate didn't fit, so I had to make some modifications for that. And it is non-diversity, obviously, and there's no module bay door on it, so you can't even, you know, hacking a mo diversity module in that's a nightmare. So, yeah, um, that's quite a big jump from the very first Fat Sharks that, uh, very first attitudes that Fat Shark made to something like this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, they've they've done well. I haven't really felt the need to change away from them, but um, diversity is definitely it's a thing. Whereas I thought initially. It wasn't that much of a thing. It's I'm maybe starting to get a little bit sold that they they're starting to get it right now. I remember um, you used to uh, in a tricky area take off your polarized circular polarized antenna and put on just a patch and fly around with just a patch to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, switch to a patch for an extent. As long as the diversity switches well and it's, I guess that's the only problem sometimes. I know on the older ones there were. Either lag issues when it's swapping or noise and static. 
Um, I think I think the thing for me is I'd fly something like the Invader patch hmm. all the time. To be honest with you, if it wasn't for the fact that occasionally you forget that you've got it on and you'll fly too far behind yourself, and you know it's 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 like a cutoff or you've just got snow yeah. straight away. Um, although it is forgiving, it does give you some. You know, it does give you something around you and behind you, not very much. And really, it's the security of that. But most of the time, the actual field of view you've got, and this depends as well on how, what kind of how gormless you are when you fly in goggles. If you're one of these people that does this, <laughs> no, I, does not, this, like I, I tend to stand very still and I'm focused on trying to keep my head still. So I know my patch is pointing in the right place, and the patch you want to be up a little bit. And then in the direction that you want, and you'll be fine and have good penetration around sort of light foliage and stuff. But um, if you want these people that moves your heads around, head around everywhere, you need to run. Just give me an idea, NJ, for a competition. <laughs> a competition. Stevie Wonder competition. <laughs> I mean, I, I just <laughs> precedent, right? As in, and this is open maybe for the next couple of months. So this is officially now a competition. What you win, maybe a patch antenna. I don't know. Maybe just rubbing things from the, the, the bottom drawer. I'll tell you what, I've got a spare patch antenna we can give away, Jay. So, yeah. yes, you can well, we'll have one some from away, us. But um, it's the uh, best f uh, FPV stance. And obviously, get the, the person permission you're taking the photo of before you uh, send it in. <laughs> but the best person. That's quite, quite a good idea, actually. I like that. The, the best person I've seen that does one, you'll know this, NJ, is um, Sundance Squid. He does like an action pose, ready as though he's going to go out. Oh, and it's amazing. Yeah, he looks like he's ready to. <laughs> the coolest FPB stance I have it's, ever known. It's a proper, so it's like a, some kind of karate stance or something. It's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I cannot stand up. I can't fly standing up. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Sorry, it's just got mentioned uh, something that I've seen in the comments here. Um, Fox here doing a session format action camera too, called the Box. Yes, they are. It will be priced between. The GoPro Session 5 and the Run Cam, somewhere in the middle at like 150, something like that. I do have one coming to put into the mix and test against the other two. And then there's also, what else did I see there? I've got the Dom 3's been waiting for a good 16 by 9 camera since I got them. So Monster. I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got the Monster V2. It's arrived. I haven't unpacked it. Um, but I will be putting that in to test as well, um, the Monster V2. And this is the second version because the first version of the Monster had some issues. Um, sorry, not the Monster V1. The first run of the Monster V2 had some issues where the chip wasn't retaining settings uh, when you power cycled it, which is obviously extremely annoying. So they recalled them, and now the new version of the Monster V2 is out. That's the one I've got, um, so I'll be checking that out um, and see what that's like with these new uh, 16 by 9 goggles I've got. I mean, there is... How do you, how do you find it flying 4.3 in 16.9 goggles? I switched to it pretty quickly. I mean, everything's kind of warped for me anyway because I've, I've all my freestyle stuff, I've, I've got to use like a... Um, what speed? A, a pretty... Yeah, I use a very wide, you know, 2.1 angle camera so everything's warped to hell anyway um and super fish-eyed so yeah. having that camera and then going 16 by 9 it doesn't change it as drastically as you'd think um it was actually quite pleasant like i didn't think i thought i was going to hate it and i didn't i just within I, I looked in and thought yeah that's weird and then i started flying and i totally forgot about it and it was it was fine so i had a mate take goggles back day <laughs> because he thought um, they malfunctioned and um, he didn't clean the uh, lenses with his cloth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, well done, Rich. You Whoops. know who you are. <laughs> uh, we've, all, we've all had those weird, uh, either dirty lenses or cap left on the camera. Yeah, always, always some head scratching yeah. from something. Yeah, that's it. So, Tony, probably, I don't know if you've touched on this already, but it looks like you're... you're Cat won a fight against you. <laughs> yes, it yeah. did. Have um, it's an impressive scar. I'm going to assume you wrestled an alligator and won, but just in case you didn't, do you want to uh, fill me in? Yes, we, we have elaborated on it earlier. Yes, I got a 5s quad into my face. Oh Jesus, a 5s as well. Awesome. Yeah, with GoPro on. Yeah. I annihilated his quad with my jaw. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Have you jaw did the damage to him? Right, he must have been really going some as well. Um, well, he it actually just took off and gone through a straight up into my face, but bloody hell! It was just a freak accident, and uh, you know he he felt bad. He'd done he he come to the hospital and done he done all he can for me, and it was just a, one of them things, you know. It was so like we've changed our rules on flying where we fly now, as in you know we're not gonna. If you crash, that's it. You wait until everyone's landed or crashed. Yeah, we just change stuff. So I just want everyone to be to be a bit more because you just get blase blase about it. You know, you're out flying with your mates and that, and you you know them all and you you trust them all. But it's just one of them things. It's just it's just just easy to happen. So it's just I just wanted to mention it just so people just remember. No, good on you, mate. You as you should. I mean, I'm from a. You know, I'm from the old school RC, uh, you know, when I was flying planes and stuff as a kid and the local club, you know, everything like that that happened, you know, people would say if you lost the, if you lost engine power, you scream at the top of your lungs, dead stick, you never fly over the pit, um, you, you know, always taking off in a wind. Like there's all the rules that are there and they're there to keep people safe. And, you know, with a lot of new people coming in and uh, it's being such a new new hobby or an area of the hobby, there's going to be lots of people that just don't know this and you get a group of people together accidents are going to happen so it's it's just one of those things you have to persist on promoting it's much like the world of real aviation all the greatest aviation manuals all the commercial aviation manuals are mostly written in blood if you haven't heard that term before it's because accidents have happened blood has been shed and then a new rule has come about as a result of it and you know yeah. that is just uh one of those things but i'm very glad it didn't slice you any lower or any higher because it could have been an eye or a, a jugular so thank god no, for that. Like, yeah i know i was really lucky yeah but people yeah. playing sunday league and stuff if they do stupid things they get a red card a yellow card whatever and i think it's probably not a bad idea not not necessarily to implement clubs but people should be mindful to go away and do a quad awareness course <laughs> if they have some bad strikes i guess we're at the early days of what is formulated to, to be a safety-minded uh, sport, and like you said, sometimes when you're with friends and stuff, you get complacent, you get a little mm. bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, and no, it's the same that's, thing. That's like I, I get, I get uneasy unless people are at least got the quad like ten feet. Or like walk out ten feet, put your quad down, then launch. Don't just launch it next to you. And the amount of people who will just sit the quad next to them, power it up, and just gun the throttle and go, you know. Yeah, that, that may seem cool to you, but you just scared the shit out of everyone. If anything went wrong or the board orientation was wrong. And uh, Laura in the comments there makes a good point. Everyone should make sure they have insurance. You know, insurance is so cheap. Um, and any any big body or club that you're joining, be it a Facebook group or whatever, that's that should be something that's in the information. People should know, like, where to go and grab, grab some liability insurance because, you well, know. Definitely. You could be forking out two million or more if you, you know, as an accident even to kill someone. So it's it's, it's fifteen pounds a year or even a little bit more if you get. Yeah, to it. it's it's relatively speaking, it's absolutely nothing. So you know, the motor um, sensors. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, hundred percent something that needs to, however boring, needs to be reiterated. I wonder. I wonder how many. Uh, Injury lawyers are going to get. I was hit in the face with a drain. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the next big thing, won't it? Once people PPI, PPI's calm down. Yeah. Be, we need uh, to make more money. How are we going to do it? I know yeah. drones. That's a big industry. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, all things considered, Tony, I am glad you're uh, a little bit safe. And obviously, if anyone comes up with great ideas, um, the BVF, uh, BFPVRA, obviously, are always mindful of pushing out these ideas and. I guess it takes people to be mindful now and actually just start setting the uh, policies and things. Safety should be the number one priority before fun. Um, it should. It really should, especially taking it on the chin like I did. Yeah. It bloody hurts, and it is, it's hurt for a week, and I, I actually feel better today because I have my stitches out and I can move my mouth a bit better. But well, I, st I, I, say, uh, I still think like an air horn, just to signify that yeah. something's... A yeah, they're, they're, they're cheap. Um, um, yeah, maybe air horn's a good idea for us lot as well. 
just to, to say that somebody's out or you know there's walkers coming because it's not just a uh, risk to ourselves sometimes people public incursions and stuff people walk in the yeah. path or cars or anything and i dare say uh, it, uh, with with the way racing to, uh, racing and telemetry is accelerating inside of you know uh, the quad our quadcopter world and and the uh, the more we're getting in our osds it won't be long before we get a, a little yellow flag pop up in the in the corner by the race director and then you uh you know yellow fag slow down or land or whatever you know i'm sure yeah. that will come about at some point but sadly it's often through these things that you know it changes um i dare say if somebody died then be all the sort of experts and regulatory bodies sort of making the decisions but mm. what we try and have to do is make sure it doesn't ever get to that point from our actions absolutely well, I was the first drone-related incident they had in that particular hospital, and they were bloody filming uh, 24 hours in A&E as well. I was like, no, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, filmed. Yeah, definitely. You will just use this drone. All drone kills man, smacks his chin open, and you, you know, you know how they do it. They make it so bad. So I was just like, no, I do not want this going in the news or on telly or anything so just yeah i mean there's most it's, most of those things are, are are freak accidents but there are sensible things that can be done to avoid it but i mean there are there has been deaths in in the model aircraft world um yeah. there has been uh deaths by planes there's been actually a few you know not not loads but there's been a few with 3d helicopters as well because there you're looking at a 600 well you know 120 millimeter and upwards carbon spinning blades with incredibly high torque motors doing 3d and some of these guys are doing inches from their face oh, no, and i think it was crazy. a couple two three years ago a guy in uh, florida a great competition pilot a good name escapes me um yeah he, know, he yeah. had an incident that came and literally just took half his neck off and he was he was killed instantly um wow so yeah you know this stuff happens i don't think oh what we have is dangerous in the same way that that is but you know it's still something capable of high speed with rotating parts exactly scary beans and and I, I guess more to the point and this is what happened to you I suppose Tony is that we actually try and aim for small gaps as in particularly on a race circuit usually you aim for the the flags and the gates and you might crash near that flag or gate and then you may need to go back as other people are aiming for that at least in the 3d heli world and things it was a display generally well organized in that sense rather than a track where you're trying to aim through so the actual risk is higher i'd say for us with the racing um just for the nature of where you're going i don't know them free them 3d helis when they start up they I always stand behind i normally find jack and just stand behind him <laughs> yeah they're very they, they are very intimidating the they're so scary human shield <laughs> get behind jack you'd be all right this, this is the problem with with helicopters and uh, most hovering aircraft like that as opposed to a plane and why especially in the model world why helicopters have the potential to be so dangerous is because there are so many um the what's the aviation term single points of failure um is the mm. term uh where you know one two pound link could go on a helicopter and the whole thing's coming out the sky there's there's lots of single points of failure which is why the people that normally build these uh, you know you have to be you know i've, I've spent 10 years flying rc helicopters and longer than that actually and it, it's I, I used to be so meticulous about every little part of the build and it's taken a while to adjust to you know with quads you just bolt stuff on go and fly you crash you rip something off you put a zip tie on you go up and fly if you crash like that with helicopters, you, you've, the whole thing's going home, even if it's the tiniest little knock and you've got to spend ages going over every component to make sure it's airworthy and back up. Um, and it hits the wallet a lot harder with, with helicopters than it does with quads, I can assure you of that. I think it requires more skill probably to put together, uh, of an engineering skill to put through together a helicopter. Mainly yeah, you've got to be, you, you have to follow the instructions. You have to be careful. Then, you have to be meticulous. And, and whereas you, you and I have both seen some dodgy soldering joints, <laughs> some dodgy soldering on board. Have you seen mine? No, I can't. I can't build to save my life. I'm a hundred percent going to be doing a, a a playlist on soldering tips. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's needed. But you know, yeah, there's um, there's lots of reasons why these things fail in our, let alone from component level. 
mm-hmm. just from build, you know, and, and things. So. Well, it can't detract from the enjoyment. The question is, Tony, have you uh, flown since you've had this? Uh, I did. It was a bit weird. I went out on my own. Um, uh, I got two new quads built up and repaired and went out and flew on my own. And Yeah, it was all right. It just felt a bit weird. Um, yeah, but it's going to be weird again when I start flying again with other people, I think. That's the main thing. Yeah, once bitten. As they say, I, I, you know, will be 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 the the um, be the person who who shouts about it now, Tony. You know, because you're you're the you're now the guy there to make sure that you know if someone's doing something wrong, yeah. you stop them in their tracks. You know, you, you can say this happened to me. I don't want to see it happen to anyone else. Yeah, I've already we're we're all flying it in the valley. Um, group of about 10 of us going down have already said I, I want a safety talk before we fly so and they're all up for that most of them are like yeah that's a good idea and well done and stuff so yeah this I will be that one that's why I wanted to talk tonight and just remind people don't get complacent because accidents happen in a bloody lot worse yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it's good that you've actually gone out flying again I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it, it won't stop. It wouldn't stop sometimes me. it's just the noise. Uh, it was the noise. It was the noise. When I was flying near myself, I was like, oh, that noise now. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, it, good, it's good to be scared a bit. You, you, I'd be more worried about people who just aren't scared of, of what they're flying. If you fly that thing near you and you hear it and it gives you the shivers a bit and you're a bit scared, it's like that. that's a genuinely good thing. You should be a little bit scared of what you're, what you're flying, you know. Because it, it, forces you to respect it and, and what it's capable of if you fly with people who just like zoom past the pits and past people's heads and their own heads and they, they just laugh they're the people i won't go flying with it's as simple no. as that yeah you don't want to promote that in the hobby absolutely not, not worth it. anyway friends and stuff you can shout and rant and rave and pull them up on it and then apologize later if you you know i mean i had to do it like, as i was saying earlier with someone recently and i i have full faith in his abilities to fly but he can't, you know, gusts of wind, whatever it was, those inches could have reduced to centimeters, could have reduced to an impact, and it's just not worth it. So, do pull up your friends and, and other people. If you don't like them, it's even easier. But <laughs> yeah, just what? don't be scared to say anything. Just say something. Yeah, exactly. Because, just just speak up. Like, well, it's it's worth saying stuff. Yeah. Um, one other thing I'll mention uh, for anyone listening that is running Velocidrone, Velocidrone 1.8 is out and it's getting better and better in my opinion. Um, there was definitely a difference. Well, between... 1.6, I, up to that point, the, the biggest thing I didn't like about it was that it, seemed, it they had dropped the beta flight code in, which is a good thing. Unfortunately, it had... How shall I put this? There was there was some some of the tuning issues that you can get were also in there as well. So there was some of the the kickback problems that weren't actually possible to tune out the correct way. Some of those issues were actually inside of the inside the sim and had problems uh, when it came to getting the tune exactly the way it should be, um, which I found kind of kind of strange that, that, that all this uh, all these kind of real world problems some of some of the real world problems and quirks um, were actually because this is of an early beta, uh, earlier base flight release um, I think the code was based on 2.9 or something around there um, but yeah some of those quirks were in there as well and um, I'm happy to see since 1.7 that those quirks are gone and it's tuning up the way it should, uh, which is great, and it actually feels really nice, and the stick feels good, the rates feel good. Um, so at the minute, Velostrone is my favourite sim by far, um, just because of the way it feels. It's not necessarily the best looking one, but it is still good looking. Um, is that new in the new release? They've got a new map in there as well, haven't they? I think so. I haven't actually been through and seen what they've what they fixed and what's in it but i had a quick blast on it and it, yeah it's feeling incrementally better which is which is good so um for, for the 15 euros or whatever it is for a one-off license i just think velocidrone's a, a really great simulator and one i i 
you know, well, you and I have both been in it a few times, haven't we? And just messed around in the multiplayer. But it's like you can genuinely work on freestyle stuff in there, right. and I'm sure racing stuff. So interesting. It's, it's good. The other night, because um, it's multiplayer on Velocidrone, um, we had this idea of playing quad in the sim. So, oh, good lord. Carlos, uh, Ektras, uh, Gigawatts, and myself. And what well, the whole idea is you try and pull off a move inside the environment and then get your letters and blah, 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 like that whole game. Um, but it was good because you can watch the other person as they try and accomplish it. And you get to learn from the other people. So it's, it, flying with friends, having a little competition, it doesn't have to be just a race because I think that can be, if you're not a race pilot. Well, I like the fact you can switch, you can bring up the sticks. Uh, the radio sticks finally because that was that took a while to get that implemented. But they've um, you, you can actually switch to their view, can't you, to watch what they're doing, including their stick inputs. I haven't seen yeah, that actually, which, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I, I'm really liking liking that so far. Um, I haven't tested it on safe. my Mac to see how it runs on that yet, but I will. I've, I would be interested to see if it runs on the Mac. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, Tony. I said, and it's safe. It's super <laughs> safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, indeed. Uh, well, have you got a sim then at the moment, Tony? Have you been? Uh, I haven't flown it on any sims, only no? because I. Um, I just I don't know. Is it is it that near the real thing? I, I don't I, know. I like flying the real thing, and, yeah, uh, and I, I think I, if I flew flew a sim, I'd start getting used to the sim rather than the real well the way to approach so, it, that's why i've never done it the way to approach it which is what i i think is the way to approach sim and i did this when i was learning to fly 3d helicopters as well when that when you know i wanted to go to that next level sims had just started cropping up you always want to get your simulator to fly like your real world counterpart if it doesn't then it's not doing anything for your flying because you're always trying no. to minimize the variables so i always do that i've I know how my quad flies, and I'm very particular about the way my quadcopter flies, including the rates, everything about it, how snappy it is, et cetera, et cetera. When I go in the sim, you tune that thing or mess around with all the different models until it feels like your quadcopter. And then when it does, or as close to, then you can genuinely start practicing, you know, bizarre and crazy tricks and backward stuff and whatever you want to do over and over until it's starting to work. Um, so it definitely does have a place. Um, I certainly used it a whole time when I was learning 3D heli stuff, and I've used it a fair bit to, to kind of get my head around um, the, the stick maneuvers for certain for certain tricks because some of that requires some muscle memory. Not you know some of the tricks you see the top pilots doing, there is an element of muscle memory there, and you can either go out and do it really high up um, with your own quad uh, for like three minutes. Or you can sit there for half an hour without a battery restriction and go over it until you're so bored of it you can do it without thinking about it. And you I can't see, a whole lot of that. work. So that sounds that sounds a good bit. It's just yeah. the whole is it that close to real flying? Yeah. But let's hope they don't get it too close to simulation else. Like NJ's saying, you get some real world problems in the tuning. But also, you quite have just refused to fly sometimes. They'll have parts fail. It'll just not work for the rest of the day and they won't let it back into the simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, the Guinness, no, that, is, that is real life. The, the, the Guinness <laughs> asks, uh, does that sim have beta flight rates? Yes, Velocidrone has the actual beta flight code dropped into it. So it's very, and, and when you bring up the uh, the the PID tuning, it is a screenshot of like the beta flight GUI, uh, which is obviously familiar to most of us uh, to be able to tune. So uh, yes, very much so. Beta flight is well. And truly in Velocidrone. So uh, for the cache, I think it's uh, you, you can't really go wrong. It's, it's updated frequently as well, and those are free lifetime updates. So um, you know, one license, fifteen quid. I think it's it's kind of a no-brainer, really. Good so one, my, you know, I might I might have to try it out then. Yeah, it's it's a good one, Tone. Really, my rates on my real quad don't quite come around to how I like it, and I was saying how I need to up that. But the same happens in <laughs> the sim. Just stop short of Horizon. So I'm not saying that they got the same code as beta flight on race flight. It's just a coincidence. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so what is everyone up to this weekend? Obviously, everyone's uh, on a long weekend. Tony, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm seeing my mate who's come over from America. Uh, he has. Well, we I get me and Jack sorted him out a quad. 
And he went oh. over to America. He, he had a baby and stuff, so he hasn't had time to fly or practice flying. So I gave him my goggles and everything. So he's got a set of Dominator goggles and he's brought it all back over. And I think we're going to go out tomorrow and do some flying just at my local little um, freestyle park. And I'm going to kind of teach him, try to teach him for, to fly for a few hours. Nice. Yeah, and then What's Hidden, the Valley, Hidden Valley on Saturday. I don't know. It's really cloudy, and my weather station has got rain clouds on it and low. Ah, see, this and is an arrow bank pointing holiday. down. It's bank, bank holiday. It's going to rain. Bank it's going to be crap. double bank holiday, right? So we got, is it Easter Friday tomorrow and then, yeah, then Monday. Monday? So, yeah, I'm just going to pray to the, the gods that we have some nice weather. If we do, yeah, I'm going to be out got lots to work on loads of stuff to review and play with including this monster as long as it don't problems. rain yeah oh. I, for me it's the 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 wind is a pain as well yeah, where i is, am like, I, if I, it's, I hate the wind i well. don't mind it at 12 knots i can deal with but anything like where i live it's so flat uh the wind can really build up and and yeah <laughs> no you know like even when the props are spinning by themselves from the wind alone you can still fly Oh yeah, they, they you know these quads yeah. cut through the wind well. It's just the drift that messes with your manoeuvres a bit. But <laughs> yeah, your dives go. Yeah, yeah you start so, manoeuvre one place and end it somewhere else. Um, Jacques so, coming over my way, so hopefully we'll have a fly. And I'm going to set up some gates, hopefully, and he can fly through them. If you're listening, Jacques. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to fly. I actually a load of fun flying my Phantom because it hadn't come out of the box in months. And I'm just going to ask about flying that. it over coastline. I've got to maybe drive to the coast. Maybe Norfolk can fly it off the coast. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to Norfolk. I want to go to uh, back to Hunstans and get on the old cliffs and Dive. do some flying out there. I think the Norfolk, I don't know who the national parks are over that way. Do say no drones on the coast. Do <laughs> I, they? Just, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, they're a bit more forward thinking oh, of their national parks, but heck, no if you don't know. on the coast. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, that... no. Beautiful coastline, isn't it? It is a beautiful coastline. It's a very clean coastline as well. They're one of the green flag coasts, if you didn't know. Well, Hun Stanton's actually where my father's from, so ah, well, I know that area to... very well. Yeah. Might, might be residents only. Norfolk. Norfolk, no, Norfolk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, can like... blag, I can blag some heritage to Norfolk, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you're going, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so you were maybe. down the coast. What what coast were you at, Jay? You were flying out across the sea with your phantom, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I was down in Cornwall on a work trip. So I was down. Oh, epic shots. I mean, actually, I was in a valley once, just to, when I and I went flying with it, and I was getting this really good shot. It was panning out, revealing the coastline beautifully, and I thought, this is stunning. And then I realised, oh, it's been carried out to sea. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I'm try and get back. So I started moving it back towards myself, and I had to put it in sport mode to get it back. Uh, the best, sport you know mode. what? I, <laughs> I had to unleash the DJI beast. Unleash the forty-five <laughs> mile an hour. That's all <laughs> I the winds were probably thirty mile an hour. It was pretty lucky. But have they got? Have they put one of those like you know like the uh, F sixteen fighter pilots like one of the red caps over the sport mode thing <laughs> so to lift the cap? I tell you what, flying, I'll press on that. But I tell you one ten, thing: ten degrees of extra forward tilt. Here we come. One thing that highlighted to me was sometimes if you want to fly somewhere, go up and ask. Like there was a windsurfer down there, and I said, "Do you mind if I get some shots?" And it was fine. I wasn't going to fly. It was overseas, and the wind was all wrong. And I thought, "No, I'm not going to risk it." Um, but there was another house where I wanted to fly off the coastline. He says, "Yeah, great." So often, don't be afraid to just say, "Can I have a fly?" And as long as you're comfortable. You'd be surprised at what people say yes to yeah. uh, with these things. And generally, if they ask any question of spying, just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As yeah. yeah, soon as that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Don't think this is yeah, going to work. Sorry, no, I'm not the wrong person. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, I think we should call it a night then for you. Yeah. Thank you to everyone, including the late uh, comers of Sundance, came in to share his uh, FPV. Stance, Ectraz and uh, Chris, quite a few others that join us in. Thank you, yeah, everyone. Zero Bloods was there, my man Bloods, and uh, ah, yeah, all the usual guys. Yeah, yeah. there's people to you in Thanks, before. Yeah. And Thanks thank you to all our, our patrons, yes. Ah, snap. Um, yeah. yeah, it's with your help and everything that we can. We got patrons. Can we afford a pint yeah. yet? 
Well, no. Uh, and don't forget, we have actually our first ever official Let's Drone Out competition, which is uh, actually maybe the second one. But you've got to take some pictures uh, of your mates taking awesome uh, Stevie Wonder slash uh, FPV dances. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where are they sending them? Where are they sending them, Jay? Where are they sending the pictures? Um, put them in the Facebook group, send them to the email, or save them up and make sure they. And we'll... I think yeah, stick them on the Facebook group, and then we'll we'll, we'll pick a yeah. winner. I, I might possibly be able to sponsor it, something for that. I've got enough bits here. I could uh, excellent. Maybe throw into the fray. And um, okay. we we'll, we'll prove whether NJ does keep his head level or not. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. It's been wonderful. Awesome. And See you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. Uh, where we stop? Bye, bye.